You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treader and Lindsay Adams-Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. Hi, Laura. Hey, Lindsay. What's happening? We're recording this a little bit in advance, but right now it is currently Hanukkah. Yes. Happy Hanukkah to all of those who are celebrating. Yes. Yes. Happy Hanukkah. Lindsay, does your family do anything to celebrate Hanukkah? Because I know that you're half Jewish. Yeah. So my mom is Jewish and my dad is Catholic, which growing up, I celebrated both Hanukkah and Christmas. So I feel like people on this podcast probably heard me reference my Christmas experiences, getting items for Hanukkah gifts. So that is the definitive answer on that. But yeah, we celebrate Hanukkah every year. Now, my husband and I, who is also uh, from the exact same kind of background that I am, his mother is Jewish and his dad is Catholic. So it is funny that the two of us met. So Ben and I have a menorah at our apartment that we light and also a Christmas tree best of both worlds, really. (laughs) I think it's great that you and Ben have like the same (laughs) background in that way. That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It works out really nicely, but Hanukkah in my house growing up, I feel like we always got more like smaller gifts each night, like maybe like a pair of pajamas or socks or a game where like Christmas was like the bigger gifts. That's when I got my Felicity, but my mom makes amazing latkes. So excited to have some when I go home in a couple of days. Oh, that sounds amazing. Hanukkah always has sounded very fun to me, even from my time, like as a little kid, we didn't have tons of kids at my class that celebrated it but we did have a couple throughout the years and actually like they would the teachers encourage them to like speak to the other kids in the class about it because I think that you know they were trying to be very inclusive of all different holidays so sometimes those kids would bring in like different things like dreidels and um actually grew up with a music teacher miss bischoff uh-huh. who was celebrated hanukkah so she taught us a lot of hanukkah songs in music class oh. which was really fun growing up but i've i've always just been very intrigued by it and you know obviously like moving to new york and whatever it's just like way more there's just way more interaction with jewish culture than there was in my small town in massachusetts so yeah. it's been great to get you know more exposure i love that growing up i had a lot of friends and a lot of classmates that were jewish i didn't go to a jewish school but it had good representation and then i went to college in vermont where i feel like half of uvm was jewish like i've met so many jewish friends along the way and in new york as well but i've met friends in new york who i was maybe one of the first jewish people that they've met so yeah I- wow 
Yeah. Like one of my best friends actually said that to me growing up in the South. So I hope I'm a good representation, but I'm not super religious, but I think it's a really beautiful religion. Definitely identifies like culturally Jewish, but I like learning about it and I love celebrating the holidays. I had a very interesting situation, which once I moved to New York and again, like growing up with just like a handful of kids in my class here and there that were Jewish. In New York, once I moved there, a lot of people would ask me if I was Jewish and I'm not. I'm Catholic. I'm Italian. And so like that was very interesting to me because I would get asked like way more (laughs) frequently. I never got asked in Massachusetts. Like, and I just (laughs) think it's because like, you know, there's just so much stronger like cultural representation of Judaism in New York than there is in like certain New England states. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. That's interesting. I don't usually get asked if I'm Jewish. My maiden name is Adams. I feel like Adams is just not a Jewish last name. So I now my last name is Franca. Again, not maybe maybe that's it's not a Jewish last name either. But it's more it's more ambiguous though. Like I I feel like if my last name was like something very outwardly Italian, then I wouldn't get asked either. But Treader and Franca are both like German, which right. is kind of ambiguous. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and while I don't often get asked if I'm Jewish, I feel like it still comes up in conversations somehow or another. And my friends and I were talking the other night actually about how there really aren't too many Hanukkah songs out there. There's the Adam Sandler song, which I just learned that was made for SNL. I thought he just put that out there. I didn't know it was like an SNL skit. Yes, yes. Wait, what other Hanukkah songs are you familiar with? Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. And that's about it. So one of the songs that I learned in music class from my Jewish music teacher in elementary school was this one that was called Hanukkah, oh Hanukkah. Are you familiar with that? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I am. The memories just came back to me. Yeah. So that's obviously a classic. And then there was another one she taught us that uh, was a solo that I happened to audition for with (laughs) a couple other girls. It was meant to be sung as like a trio or a quartet or something. And it was Uh was about Hanukkah, but it was in Spanish. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. That's really cool. Yeah, it was really sweet. But, but it's yeah. like, what else, what else is there? And like, in the same conversation, we were talking about how, like, there are just so many, like, bands and artists that will record Christmas albums that are like very unexpected. Yeah. And you're like searching Spotify for them. And it like reminded me of the NSYNC Christmas album. And if you haven't done a dive into the NSYNC Christmas album, other than Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, which... If you haven't seen that music video in a while, please watch. It is so low budget. It's almost comical for a band of their size at the time. Actually, I shouldn't say low budget. I think they probably put all of their budget to hiring Gary Coleman to be a part of it. And the rest of it is just like what they scraped together. Like not every song needed a music video at the time, right? Yeah, wow. It was the era for it. And like NSYNC was on a sleigh that was like clearly shot in a studio, like green screen behind them with like a city scene of them flying through the air on their sleigh in the background. They had a group of 
I guess, homeless men gathered around the table with makeup smudged on their face, which I assume is dirt. They had children, models, dancing. Everyone comes together at the end. It is so bizarre. Total tangent. The NSYNC album is called Home for Christmas. And there is also a song on it called I Guess It's Christmas Time, which is a very strange title, right? And there is uh, like a solo for a lot of the members of the band on that track, including Chris, who I, I don't doubt that Chris is a good singer, but on this particular song, it's like atrocious. And he's the first Ooh. one to sing. JC goes next and JC just like crushes it. Like he's the most underrated oh my God. person. Truly. Like in my teens, I was obsessed with Justin. And then something like clicked in my 20s being like, I should have been after JC. Yes. Hindsight is twenty twenty. I should say, I should say I was not. I was very much into Lance Bass, which <laughs> I don't, you know, that obviously didn't pan out, but um, I, I think like in hindsight, yeah, I started to realize like JC was the vibe. Right. Oh my God. He really is. Anyway, listen to the album. It's so, it's so bizarre and like such a good, I don't know. It's pretty feel good for me. Like I love Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. I think that is a fantastic, like uplifting Christmas song, but yeah. I don't know. I I love holiday music. My claim to fame was being in Bing Crosby's top 1% of worldwide listeners on my Spotify rap in 2020. Which wow. I was pretty proud of. I mean, 1% worldwide for Bing. All for it. Christmas music? Yes. I wow. only listen to Bing's Christmas music. I don't venture into his other work. I like Christmas music, but I prefer like the classics. So I love like I used to have, I still have it. It's just like a CD in one of my parents' cars now, but it was like a Rat Pack Christmas album. So it was like Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, and Sammy Davis Jr. doing Christmas songs. Um, That's good. Yeah. So yeah, I was a big fan of that. And then I also love obviously like White Christmas. I love. Yeah. Darlene Love, Christmas, Baby Please Come Home, the like Motown vibe one. Yeah, those are like the vibes I usually go for. Yeah, I go for a classic vibe as well. And it's hard because I'm sure there are some great like new Christmas songs out there. But I don't know. I'm just such like a traditionalist in that sense. Like I love I love a classic holiday song. Same, Same here. Right. But there's like no, there are no Hanukkah songs that I've found, but I also haven't dug that deep into it. So maybe that's my mission this year. And if anyone has any, send them our way. Would love to love to check them out because I'm Would sure love there, to. you know, are beautiful, beautiful songs out there that I need to get tuned on to. But I also saw a cool TikTok that was like, all of your favorite Christmas songs were written by Jews. Like, yes, well, that's the thing is, like, there are so many Jewish cultural icons in the music industry. So, right. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, there were so, there were so many Jewish artists writing Christmas songs, like, Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Winter Wonderland, Silver Bells, White Christmas. The list goes on. Santa Baby. It's incredible. 
they're so talented. Right. I'll be home for Christmas. Like these are iconic songs. <laughs> they really are. Oh, I love that. Well, yeah. what, what else is new, Lindsay? I've made some recent eBay purchases that I'm very excited about. Ooh. I am finally getting my hands on the full collection of Samantha's original books, which Ooh. I could not be more excited for it. They come in a little holder as well. And I have listened to most of the Samantha series on the Libby app, which has been wonderful, but I just want to hold it in my hand again. I want to see the pictures, the beautiful illustrations, a peek into the past. Like I cannot wait to receive this. Oh, that's so exciting, Lindsay. So you got like the original covers and everything. I did. I never had the Samantha books in my collection. Like I've shared on this podcast time and again, that Samantha for me was like a later in my AG uh, timeline discovery where, you know, I didn't realize the joys of her. And so when I was reading her books, I was checking them out of the library, probably in fourth grade or so fourth or fifth grade. And I didn't have any of them. I don't, I don't believe I had any of them. I should say that. Like when I found my collection of books, it was all Felicity, Addie, Kirsten, but no, no Molly, no Samantha, but I, I read them all at some point. So I'm very excited for this. Uh, I had all the Samantha books either in one form or another. I think I had quite a few of them, like individual copies that like were purchased for me like with the birthday outfit for example or like with the winter outfit but at some point I think my grandparents got me like one of those entire like books that had the complete yeah collection in it and had like the gold trimmed pages Ooh. I don't know if that's still I have not come across that at all and my mom did save a lot of our books but I don't think she saved that but I I don't think I think really the only books I had in my collection were Samantha and Josefina and I don't think it was complete I think I was taking a lot of books out of the library totally I'm just so excited to especially read her birthday story that was like the highlight of Samantha for me Yes, I'm so excited for you to get your hands on that collection. Uh, well, stay tuned. <laughs> and then, Laura, we made a joint purchase on eBay that I could not be more excited about. It arrived in my apartment recently. Do you want to tell everyone what we got? Yes. So Lindsay and I happened upon quite an array of grin pins and mini grin pins on eBay that we were so shocked by the availability of (laughs) this many grin pins that we were, you know, we just had to pull the trigger. And what we have decided to do is a little something for our Instagram followers and podcast subscribers. So we'll chat a little bit more about it in the new year, but we want to make sure we share some of these grin pins with you guys and hopefully you can add them to your collection. <laughs> They're so fun. Like, did you have any grin pins, Laura? Um, I did not have the full size ones, I don't think, but I had tons yeah. of the the bitty ones. Yeah. Oh my God. They're so they're just so fun to look at and they are. They're almost like stick on earrings, yes. but like different. Right. 
but like very detailed when you look at them, even though they're small. Definitely. Like so much detail went into them. It's really astounding. Yeah. So if you had grid pins growing up, this will be something you're going to want to stay tuned for because we got some good ones. (laughs) And Laura, what else has been going on in your world AG wise? What's the latest from your dad in tracking down your collection from your neighbor's house? I still have not received an update on the American Girl dolls. He basically said that he had spoken to the neighbor and that he does believe they still have some of that stuff. Oh my God, Laura. But he's not 100% sure. So he has to look. And so I need to follow up with my dad on like <laughs> how, how the looking is going to take place. Wow. Well, you're going to be home for the holidays soon too. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, I'm saying like, maybe my dad and I can go over there and take a look. But we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, everyone, please think some good vibes for Laura reuniting with her collection. Please, please, please. (laughs) (laughs) So we're recording this a little bit in advance. So about a week and a half before this episode airs. And Laura, something has been really funny on our Instagram recently, where we put a picture up of Molly and her outfits from her tap dance Miss Victory uh, recital and her pajama set, the historic girl size clothing from a catalog from 1989 and asked our Instagram followers what look they prefer. And the results have been really interesting. Yeah. So the results within this podcast have also been really interesting because (laughs) basically it's a 50-50 split between our followers on wanting the Miss Victory tap dancing outfit versus the striped red pajamas and when Lindsay and I were talking about it amongst ourselves I said oh it's a no-brainer the striped pajamas <laughs> and Lindsay said the the tap dancing outfit a hundred percent like clearly there's a big divide here and I just cannot get over the fact that of the hundreds and hundreds of people that responded to our story survey it's completely split down the middle like, and has been since it's been posted on our story. And in the comment section of the post, like we're getting all sorts of answers and people are split, but we also had a very funny comment from one of our, um, Instagram followers that I would love to read right now. And she said, I just ordered striped fabric to make those pajamas And I commented to say like, oh my God, please send pictures when they're done. And she said that she will, and that she'll also do the same pose, which maybe some of our listeners have this like clear mental image, like we do right now saying that pose, but Molly is standing with her arms folded, like power stance. And it's just, it's just so iconic. Like, I hope, I hope we get, get some follow through here. She's standing like with her arms crossed across her chest and her legs, like a little more than shoulder width apart. Mm -hmm. She's like 
Mm, like it's attitude <laughs> and then molly is standing between her legs with her arms up it's just yes it's so, so random <laughs> it's so funny and this is from a catalog that i bought a couple weeks ago on ebay from 1989 so this catalog is kind of interesting because it only has kirsten samantha and molly within it but it has these scenes from the historic girl size clothing that give a little bit more personality and props than we see in later catalogs, even though the models are the same. So we've talked at length about Kirsten and her chickens appearing in the catalog where, you know, the other models are propless, but it all kind of originates from the eighties with these shoots. And it's interesting because not all of the characters have the original props included in their later catalog images even though they were from the same shoot yeah they they changed the style a little bit for future catalogs for sure so that's been very interesting to explore definitely and then someone dm'd us with a potential lead to the kirsten model and laura it's leading me nowhere right now because it's an actress who looks identical to the kirsten model and I am willing to bet that it is. However, I can't find her anywhere. Like she doesn't have social media. I can't find a contact for her. And there's like a rogue Facebook page, like uh, like a fan page for her that has about 2000 followers that is just uploading photos from her previous work. But like, there's no direct link to her. So I'm hoping something comes along or there's some way to find her, but I don't know. Absolutely. Um, It would be great to find her. It would be great to find any other AG models. And, you know, a lot of um, followers on our Instagram have been commenting that they want us to reach out to more AG models. And we, so we have a wonderful episode with Carly, who was the cover model for one of the American Girl magazine holiday issues. So please go back and listen to that. I think it was episode 39, but I might be mistaken. Yeah. Um, Carly is like a wealth of knowledge and she shared so many fun stories with us. Like So many. Uh, definitely check that episode out if you haven't already. I think the episode was called American Girls, American Girls Next, Top Next Top Model. model. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was so much fun to record. It was so fun, but we'd love to hear from more American Girl models. So if you know someone or you yourself was somehow involved in modeling in the catalog or the magazine, we want to hear from you. So we we hear that this is definitely content that uh, you guys want more of, and we would love mm-hmm. to give that to you. So let us know if you have any leads. Definitely. And then on that note, we actually got an interesting comment from another Instagram gal. So we had posted a magazine from 1998 recently on our Instagram and just included some random pages from it, which were really fun to look back on. It was the November, December, 1998 issue. And one of our Instagram followers actually appeared in that issue, which was super cute. It was a story about like what your holiday traditions are. And she shared a cute little tradition she has with her family about naming the turkeys on Thanksgiving that they eat and having a little contest amongst her family for this, which is such a cute tradition. And she said that like 
Um, she remembered like American girl calling her and speaking to her on the phone. And we had another comment somewhere on that same post being like, it's so funny that like all of like the girls featured in the magazine, like use kind of like the same few fonts for their signatures. And I had always wondered that like, are these signatures actually the girls or is it like someone at American girl, just like writing their names. And we had asked Carly when she was on the episode and it was actually Carly's signature, but you know, she was the cover model for the magazine. So like maybe, you know, that's a little bit more accessible for them. Like since she's there on the shoot to get her signature. However, I was like, you know what, let's go straight to the source. And I asked the girl who was featured in the magazine of that issue for her Thanksgiving turkey naming. And she said that even though she had a phone call with the American Girl team, they had her send in her signature on a piece of paper. And that was what was printed in the magazine. So they did, in fact, use real signatures. I love that. I'm so glad she was able to confirm that. I've always wondered about that, even when I was a little kid. Yeah. So mystery solved. Mystery solved. All right. Well, Lindsay, we're here today to talk about some Hanukkah outfits over the years through the Girl of Today section in the American Girl catalogs. Yeah. So growing up, I remember when the first Hanukkah outfit was launched in American Girl and uh, the first kind of Jewish representation, really. And this happened in 1996 with the Girl of Today uh, collection. And some of you might remember this outfit, but we have our first Hanukkah outfit, which was this beautiful white Angora sweater with little crystals, some sparkling rhinestones on it with a blue velvet skirt. And it also came with tights and white shoes and a headband. This is really cute to me, Lindsay. This, you know what this reminds me of is like a chorus concert outfit where they wanted you to wear like black and white or blue and white. Oh my God. Yes, it totally does. Laura. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, this was, this was such a beautiful outfit. I never owned it, but I remember like being in awe of it. And this was featured on a page where we have several other holiday outfits. We have a Kwanzaa outfit, an outfit for a music recital and a Chinese new year outfit, and then the ballet costume and their accessories. But the Hanukkah accessories that we see here are a menorah, a bag with guilt. And then we also have her star of David necklace and it comes with some candles for the menorah as well. And she has a dreidel too. So cool. I was always fascinated by the dreidel element of Hanukkah. It seemed really fun. So I love that they included like that aspect in the accessories as well. And the yeah. necklace is really cool. The necklace is really pretty. And I was looking at this um, 
collection on the American Girl fandom to see kind of a little bit of a backstory from this. And again, it was released in 96 and it stayed in their collection until 2008. So it had a very good run. And at that point, they re-released the set with a few updates. So in 2008, which is still in um, the collection to this day, we have a a menorah as well, different candles. The dreidel got a makeover from uh, the natural wood to a beautiful blue. And then we still have the gelt. This time they are silver instead of gold. And uh, we also have a bracelet in a little AG bag, which is really cute. Um, so a little bit of a, of a change up from the necklace. I love this set, but I have to say that the holiday 2002 Hanukkah outfit, which they're just calling it the ice blue outfit, but they're sort of presenting it as like part of the Hanukkah motif. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that one is my favorite, even though I love the original But the ice blue outfit is like this gorgeous wrap sweater in like a baby blue color and then a sparkly almost like tulle but like not overly puffy skirt, silver shoes and white tights. And just to make it super early 2000s, there are these glittery like butterfly clips essentially. That um, you can use to pull your doll's hair back. So I'm absolutely obsessed with this outfit. And they did make a girl size version of it, which would have cost you $68. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I love that they offered the girl size version of this. I wish they did that with everything that they launch, really. I know. Like, I just want everything. The Hanukkah gifts, as you mentioned in the 1996 version, also are part of this page. We actually posted this on our Instagram um, a couple weeks ago, so you can check it out. But um, it had a similar, pretty much exactly the same, actually, menorah as the original version. The only difference that I see is that the dreidel had like blue, light blue lettering on it. So it almost matches the outfit. Ooh, yeah. Look at that. That's interesting. That's pretty cool. This is such a fun set. And I think we've had a guest in the past who had this. I think Danny had this set. I I think Danny had it too. It's really, really cute. Totally. And actually, if you want to hear more about celebrating Hanukkah with AG, definitely check out Danny. Her episode was one of the first ones that we launched earlier this year. And I think that was called Three Hanukkah Girlies. It is called Three Hanukkah (laughs) Girlies. And yeah, definitely check that out. Danny acquired a lot of her American Girl collection, I think, throughout Hanukkah. And what's really sweet is that she has like shared with us like even before we had the podcast but she has a niece who is three or four and she's about to like hit prime ag age so um danny and her mom got her a bitty baby for hanukkah um a while back and it's you know, great to have that perspective too <laughs> on how she's passing along the AG torch. So I'm sure her niece will play with some of her original Hanukkah gifts from the AG collection as well. Yeah, definitely check that out. 
And now Laura, I found something on the AG site and I've seen this on TikTok as well that I think is really cool and interesting. And that is the Hanukkah mystery packs. So wow. AG has been really into these mystery collections over the past few years where, you know, I think we've seen this trend in toys in general, like with the LOL surprise balls or whatever those are. But I feel like I can't go to Target without being inundated by uh, mystery packs, you know, throughout the store at the cash register, walking, you know, along the toy aisles, like people love a mystery. I personally do myself. So it's cool to see that they have them at AG and these are mystery packs with smaller accessories. A lot of the times they contain food or cooking equipment and the Hanukkah collection is really fun. We have about a dozen options in this collection that you could get at random and they include a menorah with candles, a little latke and applesauce set, challah, donuts, which are a food that you would traditionally eat on Hanukkah, gelt, a little frying pan set, dreidels, of course, which are one of the rare packs, as well as the frying pan and spatula, a necklace, a little rugula. It's Lindsay, really cute. out of all these items that you could get in the Hanukkah mystery packs, which would you most be hoping to get? Oh my God, the challah for sure. Same. That's like <laughs> absolutely what I want is the hala. And I noticed also that the pan for the latkas says, I love you a latka. Oh my God. That is too cute. <laughs> <laughs> that is really cute. But all of these look amazing. And for me, the top choice would be the hala. Obviously, we know that's also part of Rebecca's collection, which we'll do a deep dive into her whole world um, at some point, but that little mini hala, there's just something about it so cute. I could see myself like purchasing like 10 of these in hopes to get a hala and ending up with like five packs of dreidels and another five sets of like, I don't know, what else don't I really want? I don't know. The tea like cup. the cup and saucer. Yeah. <laughs> just to get that hala and then purchase like a dozen more in hopes to get it. Totally. I hope that these are getting purchased for some girls this year because I would want this so badly. It's so cute. It's so cute. (laughs) Oh, actually, this is pretty interesting. So Laura, you could actually purchase these individually for $8, but for $62, you could get all of them. But I guess my question about that is like, where's the fun in that? I guess kind of like an advent calendar where you know what you're going to get but you don't know when you don't know when or like if you had like a group of kids or something and you wanted it to like be a surprise I think that yeah too yeah if you're dividing it amongst a group but these are so fun and then at least you know the holla is in there somewhere imagine if you were in a group that was going through these packages and seeing someone else open the holla I would be livid I I would try to trade yeah, I think I would trade every single item that I had for the hala. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. And then on American Girl, just searching for Hanukkah, it seems like they have a couple other offerings as well, which include Rebecca's Hanukkah outfit. And again, we'll do a whole dive into Rebecca and her collection. She definitely deserves her own episode. 
And then we have a Hanukkah celebration outfit, which is this beautiful navy dress with a white sash. And it looks like some sparkle at the bottom of it as well. Yeah. And then the necklace again. We see the necklace again and headband. This is cute. It's one of the cuter things I've seen in the newer collection. Yeah, definitely. And then we also have a silly Hanukkah sweater. Yes, that is a sweater that says <laughs> Happy Lamaka. <laughs> and there's also a headband with a dreidel on it. Wow, this is silly. Do you have any silly holiday sweaters? I don't. I've never been into that. <laughs> I don't have one either. I mean, it's a funny concept, right? Like you get a sweater and I mean, for me, it's kind of like a one-time purchase where I would wear it every single year. Like I wouldn't Mm -hmm. purchase multiple sweaters necessarily, but I would have that like one sweater, which I don't currently have, but I'm tempted every time I'm invited to like an ugly holiday sweater party. I don't have one to wear, but yeah, it's, a, it's cute. It's a fun concept. I just, I don't know. Would you purchase the silly Hanukkah sweater, the happy Lamaka sweater? Maybe. For yourself? <laughs> I think it's, like, funny. I definitely, as a kid, would have gravitated, though, towards the more fancy outfit. Definitely. Though, in the silly Hanukkah sweater outfit, I love the skirt that it comes with. Does it come with that? Wait, I wasn't does sure. It? Oh, wait a second. It might not come with it. It okay. What it what it includes is the Happy Lamica sweater, which okay, this is even funnier than I thought because the llama is wearing a yarmulke, which <laughs> is hilarious. The dreidel, a mug for pretend hot chocolate with a snowflake on it and an invitation to a silly sweater party in a blue envelope. So it doesn't come with the little boots or plaid skirt, which I think really make the outfit. I know that's true. Although the hot chocolate is really cute. If you look at the close up of it, it has actual hot chocolate, like plastic with whipped cream inside, which I think is so cute. I love that little dollop of whipped cream. That is adorable. Yeah, this is cute. This has captured my heart a little bit. Totally. I would like to see this sweater with the Hanukkah dress underneath. I think that could go as long as the ribbon doesn't get in the way. I think that could be a cute look. But it's great to see that they expanded the collection from 1996 when we were first given some Hanukkah and Jewish outfits in the mix of things. It's really great. Yeah, I'd love to see them expand to other outfits that are evocative of Jewish holidays like Bar or Bat Mitzvah, Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah. So, you know, hopefully maybe they'll do something like that in the future. Yeah. Ugh. This is lovely. I'm very this, I'm very happy to see this. This was lovely. Well, I guess happy Hanukkah especially, but happy holidays to all of our listeners and we'll see you next time.
Thank you for listening to American Girl Women. For more AG Women content, follow us on IG at American Girl Women or send us your American Girl stories via AmericanGirlWomen at gmail.com. We might just read them on the pod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.